Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 110. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Plane, how would what kind even... of transmission is it? could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And this is part two of our full review of the season finale of season three of Lost titled uh, Through Through the the Looking Glass. And uh, we have basically just finished uh, episode 109, and we're just releasing this a day or two later so that people have time to catch up or or go ahead and download uh, the first part of the episode. And so if you have not yet heard 109, you'll want to go and get that before you listen to this. So anyway, Stephanie, we're moving right on to the very last audio clip that I have for the show and probably one of the most revealing clips in the episode. And I am so thankful, so thankful that I stayed free of spoilers in season three because this had totally been spoiled out there. I will tell you somebody had it. Yes. And somebody emailed me and I think somebody who was spoiled who read the spoilers, emailed me, and sent me their theory based upon the spoiler and okay. almost spoiled it. And uh, I basically, I just skimmed that email and I deleted it because it said, uh, the first paragraph of their email said, oh, by the way, no spoilers, but I just want to share my theory. And then down at the bottom, it started talking about, this is what I think is going to happen. They're going to get off the island and then... You know, the future is going to be, it's like, you know, I don't even want to hear, I, I I didn't even want to take part in a lot of speculation because there, sometimes people's speculation is based upon what they've heard from spoilers. Right. So, so I wasn't paying too much attention and I will tell you that the ending, the fact that this was a flash forward was totally a, a shock to me and I'm so thankful that it was because I would not have enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, with that said... Looking back, would I have enjoyed this episode immensely and thoroughly? Yes, but not as much as I did because it was, it was because you know I'm sitting there thinking he's talking about Jack Shepard or, uh, or Christian Shepard. I'm thinking he's you know all this stuff. This has to be a flashback, but it, again, it, it was really cool. Right. So anyway, the end was wonderful, and it was all about a conversation between Kate and Jack. And here's what they said. Saw you on the news. Still pulling people out of burning wreckage, huh? Old habits. You look terrible. (laughs) Thanks. Why did you call me, Jack? Hoping that you'd heard that maybe you'd go to the funeral. Why would I go to the funeral? I've been flying a lot. What? Yeah, the golden pass that they gave us. I've been using it. Every Friday night, I fly from L.A. to Tokyo or Singapore, Sydney. (laughs) And then I I get off and I have a drink and then I fly home. Why? Because I want it to crash, Kate. I don't care about anybody else on board. Every little bump we hit or turbulence, I mean, I I actually close my eyes and I pray that I can get back. (laughs) 
This is not going to change. No, I'm sick of lying. We made a mistake. I have to go home. He's going to be wondering where I am. We were not supposed to leave. Yes, we were. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. Okay, so he has to go back. Couple questions. Sick of lying about what? Hmm. I don't know. That that I mean, there's something that happened from the time that they made that phone call on the island to this point. That has gotten Jack so completely and utterly depressed that he—he's broken. Well, yeah. He—he's beyond depressed. He—he's completely broken. He's he is, sick. Yeah. He's sick of lying, though. There's something that happened, and and he says, you know, listen, we've got to go back. Does that mean back in time? You know, it, the the fact that he says we've got we've got to go back, we've got to go back. Does that mean that that there is a way to go back? That maybe they're both aware of a, a, a way of going back? Um, you know, what what is it that that can't be changed? You know, Kate says it can't be changed. What can't be changed? What happened? Hmm. So I mean, lots there, of questions. Yes, there there are definitely a lot of questions. And um, the whole idea that Jack says, you know, we weren't supposed to leave. And, it's, you know, and and it's like, man, did he did, you know, did he become a follower of Ben? You know, I mean, really, what what, what does happen? Yeah. Does does he get sucked into Ben's lies? So uh, Kate and I'm sorry, Faith on our forum Wanted to know who is the man that Kate needs to get home. Who is back the he to. that I know? I want to know that too. He's gonna start wondering where I am. He's gonna start. I, I want to know who the he is. We talked about that in the uh, yeah. the section uh, of the initial reaction, and so we're gonna go ahead and take uh, two calls that are on hold here. Uh, we got Joe or no Josh on the line. Hello, Josh, Joe. go ahead. Hey, um, I think that. Um, all right, here's what I think happened. They were rescued. And Oceanic kind of paid them off with this special pass and said, look, don't talk about anything that happened. Uh, don't. And uh, I think also they kind of agreed to not talk about this island. And I think when he came back, he was kind of seen as the hero that saved all of them. That's why people keep saying throughout the episode, don't you know who this guy is? He's a hero. Um, I think it has to be more than he pulled someone out of a car. Right. The guy that's standing in that's line behind him at the pharmacy... Um, he says, you know, don't you know who this guy is? You know, I saw him on television. Um, he seems more excited than someone who the day before uh, saw, saw him pull someone out of a car. It looks like he knows him, like Jack is known worldwide almost. Right. And he's this big hero that saved all these people who everybody thought was dead. Absolutely. Yeah. That- and to Jack, if the people that stayed behind did indeed die then to jack to himself he is no hero right especially if he's responsible for killing those people right. yeah absolutely next we have on the line is edith baker edith you are now unmuted go ahead hi you're on you're on edith okay so uh sorry about that it looks like uh, edith is having some technical difficulties there so i apologize Anyway, um, Stephanie, I have in front of me some things that I found over at lostpedia.com that I just wanted to read through. I I just thought this was information that, you know, a lot of our listeners out there don't get on the Internet and research stuff about Lost because, honestly, they come to Lost podcasts like us to, to go and get this information. So 
because of that, I want to go ahead and just read off a bunch of stuff, a bunch of information that I really think is interesting. Okay. Uh, the first off are trivia items. And I think that, um, if you don't mind, I'd like us to take turns reading some of these. Okay. And they start with the stars there. Uh, first, trivia item. And uh, let's see. The first one is Jack's cell phone in the map scenes of flat of the flashes forward or the flash forwards is a Motorola Crazer, which was released in the fourth quarter of 2006. So that was a little Easter egg put mm-hmm. there. Okay. The name of the funeral parlor Jack goes to is is Hoff's Drawler, um, and that is an anagram for flash forward. Right. It was. I mean, they did. They actually gave us this. I remember seeing capture. it when he walked across the street. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It was, it was right there, but w- it was so awesome to have another anagram that basically is right there in front of your face. Hey, this is a flash forward, right. but you don't you don't even catch it until after the episode. Those are the kind of Easter eggs I definitely love. Um, just a little uh, note here. The knife that Locke uses to stab, stab Naomi appears to be a SOG Navy SEAL knife or... SOG seal pup and this is obviously a military weapon and again it has to do with this whole Mm -hmm. military connection thing okay I think that this one is really cool Um, it is believed that all the others sent to ambush the island uh, were killed when Hurley Sawyer and Juliet arrived at the Lossies Island camp Um, but Price had told Ben that he and um that he and his 10 best men um, could make it there by nightfall, different from the original ambush date. If true, there would have been 11 others at the ambush, yet seven were killed by the explosions and three more after, leaving one unaccounted for. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Jack recklessly jaywalked stopping traffic as a police car drove the other way <laughs> completely ignoring him yeah all righty okay. um dr hamill mentions that the woman from the car accidents surgery uh would be performed by a dr gary nadler nadler is bernard's surname also exactly so i wonder if they're related maybe all right uh Alaska brad is requesting to chat in here let's go ahead and unmute him for just a moment yeah brad go ahead oh, i just wanted to say as he was going to the funeral there was a police car behind him as well not only behind him but then when he crossed the street there was another one that crossed going the other way that's very, all. Very cool. You you would think with this guy drunk driving, driving around, drunk, walking that somebody out, somebody would pull him over. <laughs> yeah, but, hey. but anyway, thank you very much. And then um, let's see here. Uh, that was that was all of those. So let's talk about some of the themes that were in this episode. Okay. Uh, let's see. The first one: free will conditioned by presumed fate. Basically, you know, somebody who has free will has been conditioned to do something. Because they presume that what's about to happen is fate. And let me give you an example of this. Charlie mm-hmm. accepts that his death is inevitable in order to save the other survivors. And he dies willingly to fulfill Desmond's prediction rather than attempting to beat death another time. Even though escape from the hatch would have easily been possible. And this is the whole idea, the theme of fate versus free will. Stephanie? Okay, um, suicide. Um, Both Locke and Jack contemplated suicide in this episode, but changed their minds. Um, Mikhail, is this still the same? Mikhail, yes. Mikhail uses a grenade as a suicide bomb to kill Charlie. Charlie allowed himself to drown. Um, Sawyer, Juliet, and Hurley embarked on an apparent suicide mission to save um, the three at the camp. Ben claims that Jack's use of the phone to call for rescue will kill everyone. Okay. And so, hence the, the theme of suicide was prevalent within this episode. And then this now I don't know that I agree with this, uh, but anyway, this is a theme that was out there on Lostpedia.com. A new Sawyer with his original motivation in life now over. Sawyer stops being his old self and stops using nicknames for people. He calls Kate and Hurley by their real names. 
I don't know if that's necessarily turning Isn't he still belief. under the whole no nickname deal no, from I think the that, game? I think that that's over. Well, how long was that supposed I, to last, Edith? I, it was supposed to last for last for one week. Okay. It's probably been one week. Exactly. But anyway. So it would just now be over. May, and does Kate maybe not know about the, the rule and maybe probably that's not. why? That, interesting. All right. Here is some other stuff that's in there. And, 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 the numbers. Know, the in numbers the in this episode, I'm not so much. I mean, there were some of them that are apparent numbers things uh illusion or illusions to the numbers but some are just really pulling it out of their hat but before we go to the numbers we'll take a call from uh steve from australia steve you're on the line hi Cliff. how's it going doing very good man how are you all right um just something that annoyed me in the show um while jack's uh getting patched up his head being patched up and uh, sarah walks in there's uh one Scene where he says, well, you know, thanks for coming down, Sarah. His band-aid on his head has changed quite considerably from all the other scenes. Is that right? Yep. It's it's uh, actually going over his hair and a lot over more of his front, and it's a completely different kind of band-aid than the rest of them. Huh. We'll have to definitely uh, TiVo that and watch it screen by screen and maybe pick some of that yeah. up. Yeah, I did that this morning, and, uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a completely different kind of band-aid, and... Uh, yeah, we down here in Australia are um, completely lost on this lost show. Um, uh, what happened in this show, in this episode, we're, you know, lots of question marks over our heads. Right. But I think it's a, um, it's an alternate future um, of what could happen if everything keeps going the way it does. I right. think there's going to be a big twist in the, uh, the next season. Absolutely. And I would love it if um, they did... And some other uh, some other folks had um, suggested that this would be awesome as well, and I'm just agreeing with some other people that called into our listener special feedback episode. But the idea of having, you know, f- more of these future fe- uh, f- uh, for- flash forwards with Jack and Kate, only with different circumstances, depending on how they do things on the island. That would be cool. That would be totally awesome. We have another call on here before we get to the numbers. Because we learned from heroes that the future's not set in stone. Exactly. <laughs> Free will can reign. Okay, Rachel, you're on the line. Rachel ZC Lisi. <laughs> yep, on the uh, free will versus fate um, theme, just occurred to me, because apparently I've been sleeping for the last three days, um, <laughs> is, is that... Um, the whole time on the island and previous to being on the island, Jack was very much a free will, nothing set to fate, not, you know, it, it's all choice. And then he has to get off the island to believe in fate. He believes we should not have left. Yeah, we weren't we supposed weren't meant to. to left. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. So that does, that does definitely go along with the whole uh, free will versus fate um, theme and and definitely, that should be should have been included right. in there as well. All right, and so I, I, Rachel, you're perfectly fine. You know, sleeping for the last three days because after the lost hangover I had on Thursday when I woke up, I, I'm, I'm assuming that other people had that also. I had I, so much adrenaline and excitement from Wednesday night and the build up, and then after we watched it and we recorded our initial reactions, I couldn't go to sleep and. Um, so I've I've been very tired the last two days recovering from that. Right, it, and I tell you, I went to work on Thursday, and I'm like, man, lost is over. I know for, until February <laughs> of 2008. Like, not, we we could have a baby in the time before Stephanie. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. I'm um, so kidding. Okay, I'm so, so kidding. the phone number. Kidding. Let's see here. Phone numbers. Kate's phone number on uh, this mm-hmm. in this episode is 310-555-0148, which again, that one is like really just grabbing at it. However, I like this one. Go ahead, Steph. Rescued kid. I got it. I'm sorry. Okay. I had a hiccup. Um, rescued kid. Jack saves a woman and her eight-year-old son and the, from the car crash. Okay. And then the obituary... obituary uh, states that the person in question died at 4 a.m. Right. The keys on the signal jammer keypad are numbered 1 to 16 in a 4x4 four four pattern. Okay. 
And then there are eight stitches in Jack's forehead. And 15 people died in this episode. <laughs> now tell me some people tell me we're just don't not. need a life. <laughs> anyway. Um, Unanswered questions from the flash forward. Yes. Uh, stay Sorry, on, I kind of turned away yeah, from the mic. Stay on the mic there because yeah. this, is, this is good stuff. I, I really, these are the things that, you know, really... I enjoy about season finales. I like for there to be some cliffhangers, some questions to ponder throughout the summer. Yeah. And so I'm. And winter. And winter. And luckily not we, into the he, spring. He, he, he keeps t- talking about the hiatus as as the summer, but honestly, it's the summer, fall, and half of the winter. No I doubt. I mean, we really are on hiatus for a long time. So it, there are a lot of unanswered questions that you've probably got in your head, but I think that this is a pretty thorough list, so we may be bringing to you some additional questions for you to be asking yourself or pondering in the forum land. But before we read the first one, we'll go ahead and take this call from our great friend, Chef Mark Tafoya in New York City. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Cliff. You forgot to mention that there were 23 pairs of Hurley's underwear. 23 pairs of Hurley's underwear. Is is that a pairs. joke? <laughs> like little, little holes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so funny. You can make those numbers make add up to anything. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But what I really want to talk about is is sort of some of the characters that we've met that are that are either others or sort of you know, people who have interesting powers. Don't you notice how uh, Mikhail just won't die? He's like, you know, people call him Patchy. I think they should call him Patchy, you know, because he's like a rescue. Yeah. Maybe that's his ability. You know, I mean, it's, it's weird. We've seen, so Walt has special abilities. Locke has these special healing powers or is able to heal because of the island. Um, and uh, Richard appears not to age. Um, you know, they all have these interesting, very unusual abilities. Right. So that's maybe Mikhail can't die. That that is very possible. Mark, I'm going to go ahead and mute save you. Save Mikhail, save the world. Your your audio is extremely low there, but I think you do bring out a valid point that and I did forget to mention the uh the Mikhail situation. The the fact is is that some people are considering whether or not he's a robot. Huh. But if that's yeah. the case, I just don't okay. understand that cheesy line that Can they I had ask to throw this in question? there. Yeah, go ahead. Am I the only one who was totally creeped out by him not having his eye patch on. I'm sure there was other people, but I don't. I just didn't understand you're being creeped out so much. I didn't either, but I was. It was anyway. Mi- Minister, I, I was just. Minister Kane says it was cool. Rachel says creepy. Okay, it was just creepy. No, that was so cool. Says Chef Mark. So I, re- I think the okay, guys were so like, the boys okay. really like it, and the girls kind of think it's creepy. And I just would rather see him with his eye patch on. Yep. If I have to see him, I'd rather have him have his eye patch on. I understand. Okay, so one of the vast differences between boys and girls. Yes, one of the many. And if you want to find out more, <laughs> go to Generally Speaking About the Church, and there is there is a um, there are two sermons out there. One is called Desperate Communication, uh, which talks about the differences in how men and women communicate with one another. Which is funny. And uh, there, if you haven't had sex in a long time with Desperate your spouse, in the bedroom, uh, then you definitely want to uh, go and listen to Desperate in the Bedroom. Uh, and then that was really good. That was a good. That was a good message. That, that was a very shared. good message. So uh, I'll tell you what, people pay literally hundreds of dollars to go to uh, marriage conferences to hear a message uh, like that was uh, taught in our church. So, uh, okay, back to unanswered questions. Yes, so here's some some things that you can. I'm still thinking about sex here, Stephanie. I'm I'm moving right along. Do you? I understand that. that? I understand. So here's some unanswered questions for you guys to ponder throughout the summer. And these are specific questions from the flash forward. Stephanie, you read the first one. Okay. Why does Jack think it was a big mistake to get off the island? Inquiring minds want to know. Okay. When Jack is about to jump off the bridge, what is he asking forgiveness from? Now, I think I have the answer to that. I think he... What is he asking forgiveness for? Exactly. And and from whom? You didn't read the whole question. Oh, is it? And from whom? Okay. <laughs> I think he's asking forgiveness from God and for taking his own life. That's pro- that's what I thought. I read that into it. and that's I That's what I thought when but, I was watching it. But is that an unanswered question? It, it, it tied, could be. Tied in with some of the other things. 
could it be I'm sorry for living this lie like um, somebody had just said? So I don't know. It, 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 it could be an unanswered question, I guess. Uh, who's next? You. How did... How did Jack and Kate get off the island? That is a good question. Uh, let's see. Who is the he that Kate mentions uh, to well, Jack at the airport? Um, why has Kate insisted that Jack not contact her? I think it's because he's drunk and he keeps bothering her Maybe all the time. Maybe so. Anyway, wh- who, let's see. Who she was blew up the last alcoholic in her life? <laughs> who was the Who was the funeral for, and why? And after the news of the de- of this death, why does Jack attempt suicide? Who is this uh, guy? It was an apparent suicide. All right. Um, who, if any, of the other losties were able to get off the island? Okay. And why was Jack referring to his father in the present tense? Uh, when Christian Shepherd was confirmed dead a long time before those events. If the outside world really believed the Flight 815 bodies were found, how was their apparent return from the dead explained to the world? Inquiring minds want to know. Is Kate still a fugitive? And if not, why? With the season ending at the end of the flash forward, does this mean the series will continue in this flash forward as main timeline? I don't think it will. I don't either. I I think they'll go back and and I think they'll have... I think that a lot of characters still have a lot of story to tell. Exactly. And let's see here. What is... Let's see. What is Jack tired of lying about, which we just talked about? For what did Jack have a prescription of oxycodone? Very good. All right, so those are things that you can be pondering and discussing in forum land uh, until February. However, there were some things from the island scene that I think are important questions to be asking as well. The first of which is, who exactly is Naomi working for? Was she really working for Penny? Or was Penny lying to Charlie? I didn't get that Penny was lying to Charlie. I, I didn't either. She was so. clearly so, surprised at the contact. Yeah. So, so. who? So who is that? And, and who's was Naomi? Was Ben telling the truth about Naomi's posse potentially wanting to kill the Losties and destroy the island? Why did Ben think that he could convince the survivors about not using the radio instead of using force? He seemed to go far out of his way to to use force to get Jack to operate on his tumor. So it, it, it doesn't seem fitting for his personality. Mm-hmm. And before we go on, we got Minister Kane has a question here. So uh, let's see what Minister Kane. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Stephanie. How y'all doing? Good. Good. How, how are, are you? you? Hey, I'm did, doing you, gr- did you notice I Can actually... Can I tell you thank you? Because you are the first one who has said hello, Stephanie. Thank you. <laughs> because I'm very much here. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, um did you notice uh, before I'm going to interrupt you? Did you notice that I actually played a full Minister Kane audio commentary clip in in one of our episodes uh, in episode 108? No, sir. I uh, I just walked in the house. A few uh, it was the, the podcast had already started up, so right. I didn't catch that. Well, check check it out. It's it's in episode 108. So uh, a whole audio clip without cutting you off. So go ahead. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you sw- I'll let you speak now. Well, my wife, she says I talk too much anyway, so it's no big deal uh, if you cut me off. But um, I think that Naomi does work for uh, Penny, because um, you think about it. She had told, I guess, Desmond and them when they first met her that she, you know, she's never met Penny before. And if she works for a company that was contracted out by, you know, by Penny, then she's just, you know, somebody that works inside the company. They're not going to meet, you know, the person that's, you know that the, that the company has been hired from. They're just going to meet with the people that work in the company. So I think that it's very. You know, I think she does. You know, work for Penny, but Penny has no idea who she is. I kind of got that as well, um, Minister Kane, and, and I thank you for pointing that out because I totally believe what you're saying, and I do recall that conversations. Like, listen, I've never met her myself. You know, I'm, I've been hired by so and so, but I'm here, and they gave me the they gave me this picture, and I'm here to get her. Kind of like a freelance. Exactly. She's she's yeah, absolutely. She's working. She's working for herself, and but she but she's been hired by people on behalf of Penny. Totally, so. totally like Sydney Bristow kind of stuff. Exactly. 
So where are we at on this uh, little thing here? Uh, why you know? or how why? was the looking glass? Okay, go ahead and say it. Transmitting directly to Penny or reverse immediately after the jamming switch was deactivated. I have an answer for that. I okay. believe that ever since the season finale of, epi- of season, season two, two. Uh, which was just what? How many? A month ago or something? For them, it was a couple like, weeks. It's been like a week. It's okay. been like maybe two or three weeks. Okay. My my thought on that is that um, she's been trying consistently nonstop to get a signal weeks. in yeah. there. And uh, I think Mark even has a, th- a thought about this. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, Cliff. I th- and Stephanie, by the way. Thank hello, you. Stephanie. We love you. Thank and you, we sweetie. Saying hello to you in the chat room. I think that Penny has her Twitter set to the Looking Glass station. Yes. And she was sitting there online, and then the second the Twitter came up, it said, hey, you know, message from the Looking Glass. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. So somebody needs to go out there right now and qu- uh, create an account, uh, twitter.com slash looking glass. And, 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 and then you can start posting notes whenever uh, it's, it's okay to get in. All right. So moving right along here, uh, does Penny know about the Dharma Initiative? Now, why is that a question? I mean, who cares if she no? Because <laughs> seriously, knowing what we know about the Dharma Initiative and that they were just a bunch of hippie people, uh, do, why do we care if Penny knows about Dharma? Do we I care? Know. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't necessarily. Uh, the folks who over at Lostpedia, whoever put that in there, I don't know that that's a, a what question. Wouldn't her dad know? I, I again, I don't care. I mean, why do, would I care if if Penny knew about right. Dharma? Yeah, that uh, I I got gotcha. you. It, it just seems, was Mikhail okay. wounded or killed by the grenade detonation. I don't know. I'm really hoping so. I hope not. I really like uh, Mikhail's he killed character. Charlie. Charlie killed himself. No, he didn't. He did. He didn't. He did. He did. He did. Was the harpoon still in Michael's chest when he was outside the porthole? All righty. Where did Locke go after he was after he left the main group of Losties at the end of the episode? How or why did Juliet know about the signal jamming but not Mikhail? Right. Uh, let's see here. What is the temple and why are the others going there? Who was the musician who programmed the keypad in the Looking Glass station? All right. And when Ben ordered Saeed, Jin, and Bernard to be killed over the walkie-talkie, why was the real order to shoot in the sand? Sorry. Did you just now realize that Ben's original order was to be shot? That what wasn't to actually shoot them? No. Okay, because I just I just totally got that for the first time just now. So Ben obviously had com- communications before he got up with Jack and said, "I'm going to tell okay. you to shoot them, and I want you to shoot into the sand." And now that makes what no. Tom said makes sense. Okay. Because the because the Tom said he's Ben's going crazy and he's like listen it was he ordered us to do this he says but we should have shot him and killed him okay you see what I'm saying yeah but I still got the impression that they were disobeying no orders. no so okay go, now now that now I I'll have the, to go back and look you, okay. you need to go back because I think it's it's clear now I that, got plenty of time to watch that episode again <laughs> yes you do what assignment. In Canada, were Bonnie and Greta supposed to be on? Are such assignments commonplace? Yes, that's a good question. And well, I someone th- was sent on an assignment to go record Juliet's sister and son. Right. And came back. So, okay. Let's go ahead and take a break from the questions here for just a minute and see what Rachel wants to add to the conversation. Go ahead, Rachel. I really, I agree with Stephanie. I didn't think, I thought they were disobeying the order. All right, I'm going to pull it up. Hold on. Okay. Right. I haven't had a chance to go back and rewatch it because I've been busy the last night. So. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. Okay, so here we go. I can't take all that emotion right yet. I have to uh, go into my okay. GSPN tube here and go okay. to Lost. And what was that? Tom, right? Yeah. So here, listen to this. It was an order, Tom. We had to follow it. 
Okay, I'm gonna and I'll start this again in just a second. Um, it was an order, Tom. We had to follow it. Okay. Now, thinking just for a moment okay. that the order was to shoot in the sand, it makes this conversation make much more sense. It was an order, Tom. We had to follow it. Ben doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's lost it. I mean, look at what they did to us. Instead of putting three bullets in the damn sand, we should have killed them for real. There you go. So let's go back to Rachel for one second. Rachel, now what do you think? Uh, uh, Yeah, the the order was from Ben. Okay. Shooting in the sand. I didn't catch that. Well, you know what? Here's the thing is that there was so much in that episode that I don't feel bad about missing that. I, oh, I, I totally you know, don't feel bad was, about it. I missed so it until just now. In, in that episode. And um, the emotion that it took to watch that show was unreal for me. The, like, no, I was... Now, I was completely psyched at the end of it and had so much adrenaline that I couldn't even sleep. But I was emotionally drained mm-hmm. from watching... You know what I mean? I understand. It, it took everything out of me. Well, I to- so. I totally don't think you have to apologize. I I actually played this clip earlier in this in our review, mm-hmm. and I I didn't even catch it then. Okay, I thought like you and Rachel thought, and I think like many people thought that um, that the shooting in the sand was disobeying. Exactly, order. it was kind of like them to, taking it upon themselves to not kill right. these guys. Okay, so wow, what what a revelation so right not, here live. That makes me not. Um, be sad that Tom was shot ah, okay. because he wanted to shoot them. Exactly. That was the point. Right. Okay. Yep. All right. So, Edith, we've got you on the line. Go right ahead. Hi. A few things. One, Ben didn't want to, I think, didn't want to shoot. If you really think about it, he has not killed as many people as our castaways have. So, in essence, he really, once he said we are not killers, he meant it. They don't really kill. They kidnap. They torture, but they don't kill. So that makes it all better. Oh, absolutely, he's great. He's just a nice person I want to have next door to me. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the only thing, the only thing I will say there, Edith, when he sent them to go early, he says, "What if they give us any problems?" He says, "Then kill them." That yeah. that well, was an order. That was desperation. That was a desperation. But also, uh, I, you know, still doesn't make it okay. Of, no, no, no. <laughs> war, war is never okay. And they were at war. Right. Part of the problem also is that when you, if you, I wasn't as involved with the lost experience, but I was a little bit. And what we learned there is that the Dharma Initiative, even though you said that uh, that Penny should not have paid attention to it, they were really doing um, um, experiments with those people, using them as guinea pigs. So all of those people had some sort of a of um, experimentations with them and. And Patchy, as he is known, may have been a robot or maybe a bionic man, and maybe that's why he doesn't die, because of all the experiments they may have done on him. Uh, I read somewhere that Michael Emerson was said that he was supposed to be super strong, and um, he was to be, to be stronger than Sawyer many times. So he's been experimented on. So they knew what it was like to have the Dharma Initiative people come back again. And then there was a, something I read and I'm trying to find it, is that there was this middle work uh, that overthrew Alba Hanso, and uh, he hired Mr. Paik to uh, build a ship, the Helgus Antonios, and a lot of people think that that's Naomi's boat. Very cool. So there's something happened, and that's probably why uh, Jack feels so guilty, that I don't think the people on the island died, but I think they are now guinea pigs being experimented and tortured. Hmm. Interesting theory. In fact, Edith, if I can pull up my little thing here, I'll give you a... It's an interesting theory. All right. But she has so much more meaning now that he's dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one, one more time. Hold on. <laughs> one, one more, more time, time for Tom. For Tom. It's an interesting theory. Oh, I'm going to get sad every time <laughs> I say, every time I play that now. I'm not. I'm going to laugh. A little tear in my eye. <laughs> All right, right. moving right along. Moving right along. More questions. What are the forces stronger than anything that it, the island, has faced in many, many years? What are those forces that Ben was talking about when he was warning Alex? 
Why does Mikhail <laughs> continuously appear to be killed, only to be shown to be alive later? Which, of course, there's some interesting theories there from Edith Baker. Why does Ben call Mikhail a loyalist? Why did Danielle tell people the others controlled the radio teller when it is, in fact, abandoned? Uh, and Yeah, and it was so funny that she said, I haven't been here since I left that message. All right. Three how days did- before you were doing how, was it? Yeah, yeah. Three days before. An How did Locke know where the Losties were at? The island told him. Exactly. That was an easy. That's was Walt really Walt? Well, that was a question we've talked about, and is that Kate is still pregnant? A, uh, that is a good question. I hope not. What That'll will, just turn ugly. What will happen with the others and Ben now that Ben is the prisoner of the survivors? Well, this well, he's is, been their prisoner. He's been before. their prisoner before. He'll get out of it. Uh, John's going to let him go, just like he did before. Um, How did Ben get the information on the survivors? Actually, Michael did. Um, On the survivors, if the jamming station was blocking outgoing and incoming messages. That's easy. Ben obviously had communication with the girls down below. And so, therefore, um, Ben obviously set up the communication between uh, the sister and and Juliet. Mm And so he obviously told Rachel. them to unstop, unjam the signal while they did that little test. So that's that's how. All right. And then why was Locke having problems shooting Jack? Despite- because they've shaved and showered together. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they've got a bond. <laughs> All right. And then uh, what was the runway Julie was Juliet was talking to Sawyer about? I think the, the runway was... I, I don't know what that is. That runway, I, I think the runway is as far out there as it for being for aliens. She didn't know what it's for any more than he did. Right. All right. So we're going to finish up with this little uh, interview. I loved this. This interview is totally awesome. And you can find this on E-Online with Kristen. And uh, let's just go ahead and read this, Stephanie. Okay. How about a harmless little game of true and false? And I think this was with who? This was with Damon, right? I think this yes, this yeah, was I think Damon. Yeah, said this one was Damon. So Damon uh, and Carlton said they were going to go into radio silence, that they weren't going to reveal or talk about anything after the finale. But right. she got him to re- say some pretty interesting things. So you want to read her questions and I'll read his response? Yes. Or, okay. Okay, so how about a little harmless uh, game of uh, true or false? And, um, or I won't tell you. Or I won't tell you. So let's do it. Uh, Lost returns in February. True. Lost stays on Wednesday nights. Is there an I don't know category? The final, the the finale's twist, the flash forward, is something you planned all along from the very beginning. Oh, absolutely. The show will flash forward and flash back from this point onward. I won't tell you. You are shooting in Hawaii next season. Yes, mostly. Kate is pregnant. I won't tell you. The rule of Jacob has been cast. False. False? Okay, interesting. People uh, were having all sorts of interpretations of what he looked like. You do see a guy, but I'm still sticking to my false. The monster can reanimate the dead. I won't tell you. The others are in danger of extinction. True. The island's mysteries can be explained strictly by science. Strictly by science? Strictly. I won't tell you. The love triangle will eventually be resolved in an unambiguous manner. True. Michael is still out in the ocean somewhere. I won't tell you. Tom is gay. I'll leave that open to interpretation. Ben What's it is- matter? He's dead now. Ben is That's a good... Stephanie, not him. Ben is a good father. True. Laughs. These are just my opinions, by the way. Alex is actually Ben's biological daughter. False. The big set for season four is called The Ruins. False. You're a bastard for killing Charlie. True. (laughs) You made me read that. All right. Okay, so let's go ahead and read this. This is okay. Can we talk about that? Because we fans need to know why you did it. 
Yes, of course. Dominic, Carlton, and I. Um, well, that just shows that it's Damon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dominic, Carlton, and I, and all the writers really felt that when Charlie threw his Virgin Mary statues into the water last year, that was the end of his addiction arc. Uh, we weren't interested in re- in revisiting it and having him bounce between being drunk and being sober. So we began to really struggle with the idea of what was Charlie to play now? How was he going to evolve as a character? At the very same time, we were starting to think about what the effect of the second season finale was going to be with Desmond turning the failsafe key. And we didn't want to kill off Desmond, but because this failsafe key existed as sort of a last resort, we wanted there to be uh, really severe ramifications for Desmond turning it. We didn't want him to get a free pass. And we felt that it would be cool if it involved time travel in some way. But instead of doing sort of a traditional time travel in creating paradoxes and all that stuff, we just did um, the episode, Flashes Before Your Eyes. When that experience ended, we wanted him to be able to see the future. And we thought it would be cool if his visions always kind of related to Charlie and Charlie's death as opposed to seeing 50 different things. That way, um, he would struggle all season with the idea of whether or not Charlie's death was inevitable. Why Charlie? We felt that would be a really interesting story for Desmond, um, but the, the way it would affect Charlie excited us even more. Um, We thought it would make Charlie enormously heroic. Um, He is a character who I think the audience has really liked, and he has, during the course of the show, demonstrated real heroism, Um, like when he killed Ethan, for example. At the end of season two, we realized uh, that if there was any character on the show who would sacrifice their life so that everyone else could be rescued, that would be Charlie. What What we hadn't decided, though, was whether or not Charlie was actually going to die. So when did you actually decide to kill him? Over the course of the year, we began to execute this story, and it was really working. I mean, we just loved writing for Charlie. He had this whole new thing to play, and we loved how Dominic was working with... Ian Ian. Cusick. Okay. I always want to say Ian, but it's Ian. Um... Even with Hurley's um, more lighthearted story, Charlie's impending death gave um, gave it real um, gravitas. Yeah, I don't know why. Anyway, gravitas. Um, it was just a great storyline, and we were thinking, and we were thinking, is there a way for us to have our cake and eat it too? Can we? continue prophesying Charlie's death, but not actually have him die. Um, Just have him willing to die. But we kind of got to the point, um, I guess it was during the writing of The Brig, where we all um, where we all Talking, just talking in the writer's room and we realized it's a cheat if he lives. Um, it wouldn't be fair because we've made such a big story point out of it that Charlie now has to die. If he's going to accept his death, then he has to die. Otherwise, it's like we did um, we do, th- why did we do this story at all? Uh, we just we can't just let him off the hook. He has to die. How did you break the news to Dominic? You know, obviously, we started talking to him before we wrote Flashes Before Your Eyes, just so he would know uh, what was coming. We told him that as soon as we knew definitely what Charlie's fate was going to be, he'd be the first to know. And when we made the final decision, we called him in and had a very reasonable conversation. He was completely understanding and appreciative and accepting. On a personal note, it was a, it, was it a difficult decision letting him go. That was your part. Oh. On a personal level, <laughs> was it difficult? Was it a difficult decision to let him go? Enormously. Uh, when you reflect back on the pilot, it was really Jack, Kate, and Charlie's story. Um, they're the three people you experience the crash with. They're the original sort of three amigos who go tromping out into the jungle. I think Dominic is, along with Jorge, really the heart of the show. The idea of how... Um, And the idea of how would the show feel with Charlie not being in it anymore, that was a very dark tunnel to be looking down, and it continues to 
to be. But I think the reality is, after 72 hours of Lost, we have the idea of communicating to the audience that it's not just the Shannons and Boons and Pollos and Echoes and Anna Lucias who are vulnerable. Everybody is vulnerable. Not everybody's going to make it to the end of this journey. Um, I think that was an important story to point to make. Are you expecting a fan backlash over this? This is my favorite part. I hope so. I mean that honestly. I think that if people are like, uh, we're glad you did it, that means we didn't do a good job of emotionally bonding the audience to Charlie and making them feel like his sacrifice is really tragic and heartbreaking. But Dom's work has been phenomenal. And in the last two episodes, um, he raised the bar even higher. And that's not just a producer trying to be generous to an actor who has now left the show. I think the proof is in the real pudding. Uh, I really hope that all summer long I am... <laughs> I'm sorry. I really hope that all summer long I am derided by people for doing this because it'll mean that it meant something. And see, I'm sorry, Dom, uh, uh, Damon, but I totally understood. I, I, I knew... We had talked about in our... Um, in our, our feedback, our, our review of the Initial episode... Reaction of the episode where he threw the Virgin Mary statues. It's like, well, his story's over now. And so we knew. And, and, and then of course we found, you know, this, we did get really excited about Charlie in this. And, and I think that they did it in such a way that I'm not going to have any backlash. I think that it was the perfect, the most fitting end for Charlie. I, I think, I think it was beautiful what they did. It was. And, and I think that's what he's saying that if, it's going to hurt next season not seeing Charlie, you know, and not experiencing his character along with the others as as whatever happens is, is going to unfold. But um, I think that what they're saying is that if the viewers, if we the viewers aren't feeling that, then they did something wrong. Right. I understand. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up our full review of this episode of Lost. Probably one of the greatest episodes. I would say this is going to be up there ranked within the top five episodes of Lost. And uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to actually viewing this one again myself. I am too. This was it was an incredible episode. It was. It really was. And uh, we have had a lot of fun. They raised the bar for television. They did. We have had a lot of fun doing the Weekly Lost podcast for now 110 episodes. Can you believe that? It is unbelievable. But uh, we want to thank all of you guys out there who have listened to us uh, just bicker and complain, argue, (laughs) cough, sneezing, hacking, and all those other things that we've done through the previous 110 episodes. Uh, And we invite you to join us all through the summer. Stay connected to this feed. Stay subscribed. Continue to download these things uh, because we are going to be coming periodically. Not weekly, but periodically through the summer, we will be here. I can guarantee you this. Next week, there will be no Weekly Lost Podcast. Stephanie is going to probably take about... The last week in June, there will be no Lost Podcast. Stephanie is probably going to take 30 days off. I'll probably take at least one week off. I'm really excited about taking some time off. Yes, Um, I am too. I need to spend some more time on family. Spending some time with the kids and just hanging out. (laughs) Honestly, it's going to take me three weeks to... Just for our vacation alone, one week into one week to prepare, and one week to be gone, and one week to recover when we get back. Yeah. So I mean, that is. And if you have connected with, if you felt a connection with Stephanie and I at all during your <laughs> your listening to this podcast, I really want to encourage you to go to gspn.tv and uh, click on the subscribe button there, and it'll take you to all the the feeds that are there. And check out the all-inclusive feed 
because I, by no stretch of the imagination, am I taking a break from all podcasting. Yeah, I, I don't actually, think that's possible. No, I am cer- certainly going to be focusing on some other podcasts that have been put on the back burner as a result of Lost and Grey's Anatomy. So uh, be looking at those things coming out on a consistent basis and checking out some of the other things that we do have to offer. But do stay here. We might podcast about summer shows. Oh, I'm certain we will. The 4400 is going to start up. coming back. And uh, we, we, might, we might get on Netflix and do some prison break. We don't yeah. know what we're going to do yet. But just stay subscribed. And, and not, just to this episode, not just to this podcast, but our other ones as well. Um, the other thing I do want to say is that there are two ideas that are out there floating around in my head. Uh, that I, I'm already considering... I'm scared already. ...for the summer, for the Lost podcast. I'm scared one, already. One of them is to do what um, our uh, feedback said in episode 108. Uh, and again, I already forgot who it was, but she did call and leave the message. Uh, so right. she, she she got her credit there. Unfortunately, I'm just <laughs> dense and I forget to write it down. But anyway, the idea of doing a character-centric review of their life yes, using all their flashbacks. Yes, starting with Charlie. We're, and, Tribute. And, and actually, it will be a memorial service. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how I want to do it yet, but I'll put probably put like an announcement describing what we'll need from you. And what I want to do is I want to have, I'm thinking about maybe having people call in and pretend to be connected with Charlie at different points in his life (laughs) and talk about and and to share, you know, like as you would in a memorial service to say things about Charlie, what you remember about him and to to make it all fictional. I think that would be interesting. And we'll have audio clips from the show. And the other thing, uh, Lost Away Bonnie, Bonnie Koval from Lost.About.com. She's done all of our coming up on Lost things through the through this season, and we totally appreciate her for doing that. Um, she suggested doing a Lost trivia game online, and the, here's how we would do it. And, and, and it didn't sound too interesting. Somebody else suggested doing trivia, just asking trivia questions. But she suggested it in a way that really sounds like fun using TalkShoe. And that is is that contestants register by signing online and dialing into the TalkShoe client, coming in live. And we would actually have companies, corporations or whatever donate prizes. And we would ask not just like silly questions, but we would go and get some pretty tough questions. And folks could... Uh, answer um it could you know use the internet whatever they have at their means each question would have maybe 20 seconds for them to respond to and if basically we would ask the question they would request to talk and the first person who gets in queue gets the opportunity to answer if they answer correctly they get a point okay but if they if they're in queue and they actually get called on and they get the answer wrong they subtract a point that sounds like and whoever at the end of the uh, at the end of the talk cast or at the end of the uh, episode whoever has the most points will win whatever that prize is and i'm thinking about just doing one prize but making it something Good. worthwhile right. maybe even something as big as a as a, a new generation shuffle or something like that okay i, I think we could probably point, pull something like that off we're going to let mark tofoya be the last caller of the evening mark you're back on the line go right ahead Hey, guys, just to let you know that Big O uh, is already planning on doing a trivia thing. We've been chatting about it in the chat room. He had announced it already. Okay. Well, very cool. Um, Big O can do that as well. So, uh, But, you know, I don't think it'll hurt to have uh, more than one trivia show. I don't think Big O would get upset if I if we were doing it. Ask but anyway, right is Big O on here? He's not called in. Oh, okay. Big O, do you, do you care if we do it? Let's see. Can someone who is called in... Tell Cliff that. Okay. Um, Not at all. So I I didn't think he would care. Uh, We Lost Podcasters are not in competition. I really wanted to be in Chicago. Yeah, matter of fact, Big O, you should call in. I'd like to get a a, a report on what the Lost Meetup in Chicago was like. Uh, So if you call in within the next two minutes, I'll bring you into the, the cast here and you can promote your recording of that show. I think that would be very good. But I just want to point out that it is not. Um, it is not a, a, a competition among lost podcasters. Right. In fact, if you knew behind the scenes what goes on, the communication and stuff that we have with one another, it's extremely cool. 
So uh, we're going to go ahead and start to wrap this up. Stephanie's going to take a break for just a moment. And Big O's coming on the line as he starts dialing in. And uh, we'll get ready to wrap this thing up here. Okay, so we have Big O on the line now. How's it going? Good. How are you? Doing very good, my friend. So, so tell folks who haven't heard about what just happened, what just happened there in Chicago. Well, um, we just had our live uh, Lost Finale Chicago meetup, and uh, we had a fantastic time. Um, all of the, there was, I don't know, 10 or 12 people ended up coming, and um, we, we gathered at, uh, um, in the apartment building of uh, Dr. Matthew Bruder, and um, he was an excellent host. There was a hospitality room that had a widescreen TV and a you know, a kitchen and couches and all this stuff and a barbecue and a pool. And and we hung out before the show and kind of tailgated, you know, and then uh, we all watched the finale together. And, and it was so much fun getting, you know, that scene when uh, when Hurley, you know, drove the bus onto the beach, uh, all of us were just, like, shouting and hollering and jumping up in the air. It was, it was so much fun. That is awesome. Are you guys going to do something like that again uh, next year, you think? Yeah, um, we talked about it uh, at the time, and, and I think we're going to plan another one uh, for the season opener of season four. Very cool. To, to, to bring it bring it in. Hopefully it's not snowing too bad in Chicago next February. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I actually listened to the, the recording that you did while you were there. Um, I think I listened to it last night or today. I can't remember which. But anyway, tell folks how they can uh, go and find your podcast there, Big O. Yeah, my uh, my show is over at crankyfanatic.com, and there's a subscribe link, and I do uh, a live show similar to yours on Wednesday nights, and there's, you know, if you go to crankyfanatic.com, there's a join us live link to get all the info for that, and I was saying in the chat earlier that uh, during the hiatus, I'm, I'm also planning on doing trivia, and, you know, it's like you said, man, we're not competing, we're all just, it, you know, we're all lost fans, and and... You know, so I, I, the way I see it, because we're not doing it on the same night, so people can just do the, you know, get a double fix if they want to uh, join my show on Wednesday and then your show on Friday. It's it's all one big happy family with the Lost Podcasters. That's exactly right. And you know what would be cool is is maybe we'll have like the the winners of the contest then compete against each other, and then we'll have oh, yeah. we'll have the GSPN trivia winner versus the Cranky Fanatic trivia winner <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> that would be too cool alrighty man well Big O we want to thank you very much uh, for for joining us here and giving us the update on the Chicago meetup man that sounds really cool yeah sorry uh, we missed you guys sorry you couldn't make it out maybe uh, maybe next time yeah definitely um, I'll, I'll definitely try to do that um, Stephanie and I are getting ready to go on two vacations back to back here in July and August so uh, I'm sorry, in June and July, so we definitely didn't want to use up more of our babysitting uh, grace than than necessary. But yeah, anyway, I hear you. We'll, we'll be there, man. We'll we'll meet up for sure. Sounds great. All right, so thanks, Big O. And then uh, I'm going to let Rachel ZC Lisi come on the line for just a moment and plug her show. Rachel, you want to tell them about your show? Uh, a lot of people are going to be wondering what to do with uh, the weekly Lost Podcast not being here every single week, twice a week. So what else could they listen to? They could listen to the new show that Kim, Maggie, Jamie, and I are going to be starting here shortly called Girls Night In. And We're going to be... Uh, <laughs> we're going to be discussing um, at least one movie a month, and then we're also going to be just discussing just general topics. And uh, you can look for that in iTunes within the next couple weeks, and we'll be announcing it on Twitter and whatnot once it's up and going. Very, very awesome. And then uh, let's see here. we got Chef Mark still on the line, and since we're in the order of listing a bunch of things that people can uh, be checking out now that we have until February. Mark, where, what podcast do you run and uh, where can they find it? I run the Culinary Podcast Network and you can find that at culinarypodcastnetwork.com and it's, it's uh, a, a whole bunch of shows all about food and wine and we have just recently started doing video podcasts and those are going up uh, you know, now and, uh, and coming up so Check it out at culinarypodcastnetwork.com. Thank you very much, Mark. And also want to let people know 
that uh, I just got a brand new, Stephanie and I just got a brand new uh, hard drive-based video camcorder, and I just released my first uh, podcast, video podcast, in the My Crazy Life feed episode, I think, 118, and it's uh, the camera sitting up on the dashboard as I'm flying down the internet, or uh, down the... (laughs) Flying down the interstate uh, on my way to a lunch appointment. So uh, very interesting if you're interested in checking that out. I'm sure that now that I have a video camcorder uh, that I will be doing some video podcasting over the summer as well. But those will, those will more than likely be over there at uh, uh, My Crazy Life or one of the other podcast feeds. So, folks, that's a uh, man. That was a lot of discussion. That is a lot of ruffling of noise in the background. But sorry, that's it was okay. Getting on my nerves on the floor. Okay, so uh, Stephanie, I, I have had a fun time here this evening. It's been fun. It has been, and we'll be back soon. And until next time, stay, stay lost. This program is a production of the generally. Oh 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 oh! Wait wait wait! I hope folks are still around. I do need to say one more word of thanks of somebody who has done so much for us. And and I I've I've sat here five different times tonight that I had to say this person's name and specifically say thank you because they don't get credit every week. And that is Kevin Preston from the UK. Oh, absolutely. You have no idea, people, how much less stress is in my life over these past few weeks uh, as a result of Kevin Preston and the work that he's done for the GSPN network. He has gone and gotten every single audio clip that you have heard for at least the past probably eight or nine episodes. He he goes and feverishly goes and picks out the right clips that he thinks would be great for us to randomly play in the show. He puts them in a zip file, puts them up on a server, and sends me links every single week. And, I mean, they're there as soon as Thursday morning I'm at work. There's a link. And... I tell you, Kevin Preston, if you're out there, you rock. You totally rock. Thank you so very much. And now, until next time, stay Stay lost. This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. your own internet talk show check it out at talkshoe.com